We are the Marcelin Brothers, and this is the Marcelin Brothers Podcast, MBP for short. We are here to share our story and to contribute our thoughts about everyday topics in life. Time to sit back, relax, and get ready for the MVP attack. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? You are listening to the Marcelin Brothers Podcast. And if you are listening and hearing this, you know we're on. So it's been a little while, ladies and gentlemen, so I'm glad to be back. I know Marvin has been glad to be back. So before we start talking, why don't we catch up a little bit? Marvin, what's been going on with you since the last time we spoke? A lot has been going on, my friend. I just want to give a shout out to Harmon and Jenny on their marriage, which is fantastic. Uh, another thing, I had the opportunity to participate in a commercial. What? Um, commercial, commercial, what, what? So this uh, commercial is supposed to uh, air at some point, maybe after the uh, 76ers game or during it. I don't know. But the story behind it is um, this is a diabetes awareness commercial just to educate uh, individuals about diabetes, the importance of it, and to take it seriously. Um, how did I get to it? Well, one of the podiatrists that I follow was basically, he said, I just got a grant from the hospital and I need someone to talk about diabetes. Marvin, will you be available to help me out? And I said, yes. <laughs> Um, it, it's just a matter of being present, being ready at the right time, right place. And I just showed up to the studio, which was pretty cool. Uh, had a whole green room, had the lights, camera action, that sort of thing. And it felt cool. So I felt like I was a reporter, like officially and, uh, found the big lights, the big cameras and doing my thing. So it was pretty cool. It was a great experience. Look. All right, since Christopher is not here, we can use more time to talk about this experience. So how is it like when you are recording something? Like you always see the backdrop, you always see the design in the background, but how does that work? Tell me a little bit about the behind the scenes. And did you have an assistant? Did you get somebody that, <laughs> that you said, hey, my, my throat is parched. Can you please pass me the Avion or the... Or the, the, the boss water. How did that work? <laughs> the boss water. I wish. Nah, it was it was really mad chill, to be honest with you. Um, they had the, uh, I guess, the head technician. And uh, that person is in charge of the cameras, in charge of the backdrop, the lighting, everything. And they also had the script. So I got to, you know, read from a teleprompter, which was pretty cool. And what they do is just, they just have you go through the whole commercial and read all the parts. And uh, they do the magic afterwards, and they splice it up, cut it up, and then they put it all together in the end. So it was a pretty cool experience. I would love to do it again. Um, so if anyone out there needs somebody to participate in a commercial here and there, this is a shout-out for y'all. Sign me up. I'm ready to rock and roll. <laughs> Marvin, if you think about this, I think you're kind of building your brain right now. Because if you think about it like this, you've got, first off, the Marston Brothers podcast. So people get to check you out on YouTube every week. You also have this broadcasted on our podcast over in iTunes and whatever podcast media you listen to. So you've got that. You've already done speaking engagements to schools. 
I'm telling you, man, the brand is building. <laughs> I don't know. Have we talked about the speaking engagement thing? So uh, basically, uh, I think I did talk about, mm-hmm. about it before, but as you guys know, I am a podiatry resident and I do like speaking and informing the public about what I do and the importance of taking care of your feet. You know, I know it could be a funny, oh, feet, ha, 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 or some people might say, ill feet, but at the end of the day, um, we probably have two of them, and you start to notice things if they hurt. So my job is to help educate, get people back to motion. I love seeing people walk. It's one of my favorite things to do, especially if you're someone who is in pain. So walking them through having pain and then finding ways to uh, decrease that pain and get them to being pain-free and then allowing them to live their life the way they want it, oh my goodness, that's like one of the best things ever. So I'm just trying to find ways to do that, hit different media spots, whatever you want to call it, and uh, I'm down for the ride. So back to what I was saying before. Yeah, I did go to uh, college, and I just talked about uh, what a podiatrist what a podiatrist does, how you get to uh, that seen and you know if it's something that they may have a calling for what to do next to get into podiatry school so it was a great experience all right so you heard it from marvin marvin was able to tell us about his upcoming commercial again you'll be seeing this on tv pretty soon so we're looking forward to having some people write onto the blog saying hey i saw you on tv oh my goodness this is so awesome so that's awesome so congratulations with that and of course, from the MVP crew, we expect more things to come from that. Let's go. So what about you? How was your week? I have been sick for the last couple of weeks. Week number one, I this was on, we went to Eli's birthday party. And it was fun. It was awesome. Ophelia had a great time. We went to Thunderdome. And Thunderdome is... Kind of like an indoor obstacle course. You know, it's kind of like a Chuck E. Cheese where you can climb. There's like a ball pit. There's a toddler section, but there's also an arcade in there. And then there's a little area where people sit down to have their food. So I think I have a feeling that I ate some pizza that probably wasn't the best. I got home. Took a nap. Normally when I nap, I don't nap for longer than, you know, an hour and a half, maybe two hours max. But I napped pretty much the whole afternoon, evening. I got up. I didn't feel right. I had to sleep. I ended up not going to work the next day. And then I had a fever of 105 on Sunday night and Monday night. Ended up going to work on Tuesday, not feeling my normal self. Got around to Friday, finally started feeling better. But Ophelia felt sick different type of bug because again it wasn't respiratory for me it was more of the fever and then i had some gi stuff so i think it was some sort of stomach bug but then on friday i think i caught what ophelia had because ophelia was feeling a little sick and from this weekend until around now i was sick as well so probably didn't help that i did go to a water park with ophelia leah had a work thing going on so we had a lot of fun Philly and I went down water slides together, so that was great, but I did suffer a little bit for it. But thank goodness I'm feeling better now, so hopefully this weekend coming up, it'll be fun. We've got the family over for Easter. We're going to go to church, and then after that, we have a egg hunt, 
you know, so we'll be doing the whole secret egg hunt. I think we'll probably have to have two different hunts because with all the little kids in the family, they range from, you know, the age of 12 to all the way down to 19 months. So, or I guess 17 months. So we're probably going to have to have two separate Easter egg hunts going on. Probably have to have one for the little kids and one for the older kids. Or maybe we have one hunt and what we do is we let the little kids go first and then the older kids go afterwards. But it'll be good times. We're going to have a lot of fun, spend time with the family, celebrate Easter. So that is definitely going to be a lot of fun. So that's a little bit about what I've got going on. And then Lee and I, we still have to catch up on our Marvel movies because we are getting ready to watch the Endgame pretty soon. So for us, we've got to make sure that we watch all the Marvel movies. Right now, we are watching Black Panther. So then after Black Panther, then we should have, you know, the next Avengers movie. And then after that, then I think we also have to watch Ant-Man and Wasp. And then we got to watch Captain Marvel. And then after that, then we have the final endgame. So we're getting close to that, but it'll be a pretty fun weekend. Nice, nice. I also failed to um, let you guys know that I'm going on vacation starting tomorrow. Have you I'm been be going, going on vacation? To... I feel like you've been on vacation every week for like the last month between coming down to South Florida, then going over to Texas, and then now this vacation. I mean, are you when I went in residency, I don't think I remember my residency being that I was able to go out every week, every weekend. You sure you're you're in a podiatry residency, man? No, I'm just kidding. You're in your Listen, second year, so you, you put in some work, so I'll give you that. The trick is the quick weekend trips. So I'm not really take. I'm not taking any time off. It's Friday hits. I go on the plane, travel to where I need to travel to, have fun, come back on Sunday. I'm ready to rock and roll on Monday. However, for this next trip, I am actually taking my vacation days, and I'm taking a real, real vacation. So I plan on going to India, Qatar, as well as the Maldives. So it's going to be a fantastic trick. Um, going with my wife, and you know, we're just going to sit back, relax. Take lots of pictures and just enjoy the different views and see life from a different perspective. Oh, D. So what is the occasion for this trip? Because we can. See that? Good for you, man. You're, you're living now while you can instead of waiting until you retire. So I'm sure you will have lots of fun on that trip. You're going to be checking out the overwater bungalows when you're out in the Maldives? I believe so, yeah. We're going to be right. on the water living and loving life. Man, good stuff. We'll, we'll definitely have to catch some pictures and talk about that there later. All right, shall we start talking about some of these articles? Let's do it. All right, Marvin, why don't we have you go first? Because I know you'll be running to the airport after you're done. That's true dedication, by the way. Marvin's going to go from here to the airport. So that's what we're talking about with MVP. we got to make sure we talk to our fans before Marvin is on a long hiatus. So go ahead, Marvin. All right, so I want to talk to you guys about this fascinating, fascinating run a gentleman is going on Jeopardy, on Jeopardy of all places. So this title of this story is from ESPN.com, and Jeopardy champ adds $131,000, and get this, it's a perfect game. I don't know if you guys have listened to Jeopardy or watched it throughout your time, but growing up, you know, this was a cool show I used to watch, and I don't know, I feel like this show has been going on forever. But throughout all those years, I've never, ever heard of anybody having a perfect game. And not only this, this guy is literally breaking the record books for this game itself. Uh, apparently, with this particular episode, 
he answered 40 questions right, and he, on, he went on to that, you know, that special Jeopardy round or whatever you call it, and he wagered like 60000 plus, and he got that right. So he broke the all-time record for the most amount of money in one game, which was, by the way, uh, created by him. Uh, so it's just, it just, I'm amazed. I'm a, I'm at a loss of words for how cool uh, this run is. So I didn't realize this, but apparently in 2004, uh, there was a gentleman by the last name of Jennings who's won over $2.5 million, and he was on a 74-game winning streak, uh-huh. a 74-game uh-huh. winning streak. And, you know, people are speculating, are saying, maybe this guy is the new person to possibly break that record of the amount of money won and maybe he could be someone who could break that 74 game winning streak so i know i've been just talking about this story but let's delve a little more a little more into it so this guy's name is james holzer and uh you know they're basically saying he's rewriting jeopardy because it's just all eyes on him and i know this past week uh tiger woods you know won a major uh you know golf tournament and they're basically saying it was good for the brand of golf and you know more people are back in tune and nike is winning because a lot of people pretty much are buying all the items that are affiliated with tiger woods but i'm wondering could this be the same thing that potentially is happening to jeopardy it's like more and more people are slowly tuning in because this guy's unbelievable streak and the amount of money that he's winning could jeopardy start to get even more viewership and more people uh just enamored by the game itself because now you have a star i i think that's possible and hey i want this guy to go as far as possibly can so let me go ahead and just read some um tidbits of this article and then we can talk about it a little more afterwards so uh las vegas sports better james holzer is rewriting jeopardy the record book on almost a nightly basis. Um, On the episode that aired uh, this past Wednesday, he topped his own single-game winning streak with $131,127 to capture his 10th straight victory. Uh, In total, he's won about $697,787 during that 10-day run and is already second in the the show's all-time regular play winnings, only behind the great champion Ken Jennings. Uh, Jennings, like I mentioned before, won more than $2.5 million during his 74-game winning streak in 2004. However, Holzer is on pace to surpass Jennings in 36 games and now owns the four most prolific single-day performances ever on the show. So, also, like I said before, on that episode, he went 40 for 40 on responses in the first two rounds and went into Final Jeopardy with $71,114 and he had a huge commanding lead. Basically, the other contestants uh, had $5,405,000. So it was basically a no-game no scenario in, in regards to could the other people win the game against him. It's basically, it was Holzer's win game to win or lose based upon how much he bet in that final Jeopardy round. So on that final category... Uh, which was 20th century literary characters, he risked $60,013. And uh, he had the answer for his uh, the question that basically said um, his first name refers to the ancient district in which you'd find the Greek capital, and his surname 
is a bird. So that was basically the answer. Or, but you know, since it's Jeopardy, it's like the question. We can go into that later on. But basically, the answer was, or the question, who is Atticus Fitch? And the article reads that um, he also added, this was for you, Granny, um, with like a smiley face or a heart emoji. So, wow. Wow, what a run. Um, do you think this gentleman could surpass Mr. Ken Jennings and uh, beat a 74-game winning streak? Also, do you think this is good for the brand of Jeopardy? It's like you have a hero, and I think more people are just interested in seeing how long can he last, and will he beat the record? But, but I would say he set the bar so high. He actually had a, a perfect game. You can't beat a perfect game. What do you do next? I don't know. What do you think? I'm just thinking first off, like this guy was in the lead so far that he was able to bet $60,000. And if he would have lost, he still would have won. So yeah. if you're playing Jeopardy and you're betting $60,000 and you know you're going to win regardless, that just means you are in a world of your own. You are just killing it. I don't... When I watch Jeopardy, most of the times when I watch, usually the high score is around 10,000. You know, you get around 11,000. You know, that dang, that's a lot. That's a big score. But when you're in the six digits versus the five digits, that's not normal. Like, I can't even imagine how that would look on the Jeopardy scoreboard because most of the time, all I see is five digits. So the fact that the man was able to put in six digits... I mean, the fact that he bet $60,000, I've never seen anybody win $60,000 in Jeopardy, let alone bet $60,000 on a final Jeopardy question. So the guy is definitely killing it. To be able to make that much in one sitting, this guy's got to, I mean, he's clearly got to be really good at playing trivia. I mean, I would not mind at all if I was doing trivia night to make sure that my man was on my team, because I think we would be killing it together too. But... I've just never seen anything like that. Last night, I was actually watching the end of it. And all of a sudden, when I was watching it, I got to see when he said, this is for you, Granny, and I got to see the heart. And I was just randomly watching Jeopardy because Jeopardy is uh, definitely a, a top show. I mean, that I don't even know how long Jeopardy has been going on, but it's definitely a go-to show. When I watch Jeopardy, I feel really stupid because most of the time, the only questions that I get right are sports questions. And nowadays, since I'm not watching as many sports as I was before, I'm not even getting those right. So for anybody just to be able to play Jeopardy, to get onto the Jeopardy scoreboard, to answer a couple of questions, I think it's pretty unique. But to be able to have a perfect game, 40 for 40, I mean, that's going to be a show in itself. So I'm very curious to see if what would be cool is if they had like a Hall of Fame Jeopardy and bring Ken Jennings on because Ken Jennings was the man and then bring this guy on. And I think there was actually... You know, I was reading an article somewhere where they had like a, a Jeopardy tournament and it was him against the machine against somebody else. The computer won, but he was in second place, Ken Jennings. So this would be really cool to see this guy play against Ken Jennings. What I thought was interesting in this article, too, is this guy also is a sports better. So I'm curious to see, like in Vegas, they bet on everything. So I'd be curious to see whether or not if this guy is a sports better, is he betting on himself on some of these Jeopardy games? And if he's already made this much money on his own, you know, is he making money on the side as well? 
And since he's a sports better, you know, I'm hoping uh, is this guy playing Jeopardy because he's got a bunch of bills that he's got to be able to pay off. Maybe he's got some sort of situation where he needs to pay back some very, very, very strong and fearful people. But when I'm looking at the picture of this guy on his face, he seems like he's a pretty cool, normal dude. So, yeah, what's funny is um, on this article, uh, they mentioned that uh, Alex Trebek asked Holzer if he was planning to handle the fame from his run, how planning on how he was going to handle that fame. And basically he said, I don't think the bookies in Las Vegas are going to be as willing to accept his action after this. So people are learning, people are tuning down, tuning in, and maybe this will actually affect his livelihood once he decides to hang up. How do you say it? Like uh, in football, you would say hang up the cleats when you're officially ready to move on. But I guess hang up the buzzard and put it down and walk away. So, whoo! All no, in no. all, it's fun though. Nevertheless, it's a lot of fun. The man has won $700,000 in 10 days. I mean, I know they probably do a couple of this filming already ahead of time, but by the end of the week, he's going to already be at a million dollars easily. My gosh, if he's making $131,000, so he's pretty much averaging, you know, less than $100,000 a game. So this guy may not have to worry about betting because this guy's going to be good to go after he's done. But do I think Jeopardy is going to go up in ratings, down ratings? I mean, I think more people will probably watch, but Jeopardy has such a loyal fan base as its own. I remember when my grandmother-in-law was in town, she would religiously watch Jeopardy every single night. It was She would watch Will of Fortune, and after that, she would watch Jeopardy. So Jeopardy, you're going to have your main go-to people who always watch it. And then, of course, you're going to have the bandwagon people, I think, with this. Do I see myself maybe watching one of these episodes the whole time just to see what he does and the answers that he I guess the answers that he questions I guess we should say because it's Jeopardy I think I'd probably watch an episode or two just to see how smart this guy is and to see and feel how dumb I am from watching those episodes but I think it'll help out Jeopardy and I think they'll probably boost their ratings until somebody can beat him so I think it'll be very interesting agreed I agree all right so let's uh Transition to your article, what you got for us. So there were so many things that I wanted to talk about because a lot of stuff have gone on since the last time we spoke. I was really thinking about talking about Tiger Woods because of his incredible feat coming back from, you know, not being able to get out of bed to winning the Masters. But what I decided to talk about today is more in the tech space. The name of this article is Amazon workers are listening to what you tell Alexa. So I don't know what you're. So first off, the way that I've got my house set up, and I think it's pretty similar to lots of people. I've got lots of, you know, devices that are on the house, a lot of smart devices. I'm able to, you know, use these smart devices to tell me what the weather is like, to be able to you know, use it as like an intercom system so that I can go into the house and I can call for somebody from one room to another. I'm able to drop in and call you or other people. And for me, it's pretty much like a normal everyday occurrence. I think with cameras, I think a lot of people have cameras because they want to make sure that they're able to check in on the home to make sure that everybody's doing okay, to be able to Make sure that during the day, nothing is going on that shouldn't be going on. So I feel like, especially our generation, we are probably pretty used to that. We've got the whole 
Facebook, social media. So for us, media is a part of us. But have you really thought about, you know, if you've got all this technology and you're able to have it at your disposal, do other people have it in this disposal? And that's kind of what the article talks about. So I'll start reading it. This first off, this is from Bloomberg. And we'll start reading. Tens of millions of people use smart speakers and their voice software to play games, find music, or trawl for trivia. Millions more are reluctant to invite the devices and their powerful microphones into their homes out of concern that somebody might be listening. Sometimes somebody is. Amazon.com employs thousands of people around the world to help improve the Alexa Digital Assistant powering its lines of Echo speakers. The team listens to voice recordings captured on Echo's owners' homes and offices. The recordings are transcribed, annotated, and then fed back into the software as part of an effort to eliminate gaps in understanding of human speech and help it better respond to commands. The voice review process described by seven people who have worked on the program highlights the often overlooked human role in maintaining software algorithms. In marketing materials, Amazon says that it lives in the clouds and is getting smarter. But like many software tools built to learn from the experience, humans are doing some of the teaching. The team comprises of a mix of contractors and full-time Amazon employees who work in outposts from Boston to Costa Rica, India, Romania, and according to some people, signal non-disclosure agreements barring them from speaking publicly about the program. They work nine hours a day, with each reviewer parsing as many as 1,000 audio clips per shift, according to two workers based on the Amazon Bucharest office which takes up the three top floors of the Global Worth building in the Romanian's capital in up-and-coming Pepera district. The modern facility stands out amid the crumblings and infrastructures and bears no exterior sign advertising Amazon's presence. So I'm going to go down here a little bit more. And long story short, let's see, this is a longer article than I thought it was going to be. I should have picked another one. But long story short, what this article is saying is that according to Amazon's website, no audio is stored unless Echo detects the wake word or is activated by pressing a button. But sometimes Alexa appears to begin recording without any prompt at all, and all the audio files start off with a blaring television or unintelligible noise. Whether or not the activation is mistaken, the reviewers are required to transcribe it. One of the people said that the auditors each transcribe as many as 100 recordings a day when Alexa receives no wake command or is triggered by an accident. In homes around the world, Echo owners frequently speculate about who might be listening, according to two of the reviewers. Do you work for an NSA, they ask? Alexa, is someone else listening to us? So I think, well, I'd like to hear what your thoughts are on the how you use these smart devices what do you think about the usage of these smart devices and are people actually listening to it well i do have smart devices in my home and you know initially i thought about that but then i came to the conclusion that we're in a day and age where the world is just becoming smarter more and more people are acclimating and they're using these devices and you know, the fear of Big Brother looking down, listening in, I think it's already here. And I'm not I'm not afraid of it. Um, I guess the way it, it, it 
the way I'm breaking it down is I don't think I am all that important slash interesting. What are you talking about? Someone you, to you just, really you just got on a commercial, man. How can people not want to listen to you? <laughs> I, I'm just saying, I, I don't think I'm that important. And I don't think that I'm that intriguing where people are going to tap in just to listen to uh, how life is going on in my home and in my household. Uh, and I think in this day and age, if you have a cell phone, like everything that you've looked up in the past is recorded, whether you know it or not. Um, they can go back to the history. Uh, if you actually, you can get a transcribed history of all, all the text messages you've ever sent. You know, if you go to the, um, your, your provider and you can find that stuff. And I think we're in a day and age where you can't get around it unless you decide to just pack up, go to a very discreet location where you, you can't, where you're not tuned into uh, any internet, any television or, you know, it, and rather than just be afraid of it, I've kind of accepted it. And the way I think about it now that we're speaking about it out loud is I need to just make sure that the things I say and the things I do are good, righteous things. Because there is somebody who potentially has ability to tap in and look and uh, and, and listen into you know what you're what you're thinking, what you're saying, what you're doing. I'm not afraid of it. I think if everybody is under this microscope, then so be it. But if if it's just select people then that could be another situation. But I don't think I'm part of that select group because there's nothing special about me. <laughs> so even if people tapped in, they wouldn't find anything special and they'll probably be very bored and they'll move on. <laughs> That's the way I see it. What are your thoughts on privacy and just the fact that people may be invading on your privacy? I think... Um, Again, I'm not afraid of it because I feel like I'm in a day and age where this is clear cut across the board. Like this is what it is. If you decide to have a cell phone, period, then someone potentially can tap in and, and see the things that you've looked up in the past. Um, and that's just that's the way it is. And if you're afraid of that, if you don't like that. And you probably should think twice about even having a cell phone, for example. You know, I don't want to be the type that's so scared that I don't utilize these this technology. I don't learn how to use this technology because I think in the end, um, technology is always changing. And if you don't learn how to use these devices, you can be passed up. And I don't want to fall into that boat. So with me, I use it and i fully understand that there probably is somebody on the other side listening in but so be it that's just my opinion i know different people are different but that's just me yeah i i've kind of come to terms with that as well i think for myself and i've heard other people talking about it maybe i'm playing conspiracy theory right now but have you ever had a conversation and then all of a sudden you go into your phone and you're in Google and the things that are that pre 
populate is something that you've talked about. Like I've heard stories where people talk about, hey, they're talking about wanting to eat or something. They go on their phone and as they go into the Google search engine, as they're about to do something, they see like restaurants or they they see topics that they've discussed. And I feel like I've, that's happened to me before in the past as well. So the reason why I bring that up is I think you brought up a very good point. Social media being having smartphones, these things track you. You know, you we are already in the day of age. If you're going to use technology, you just have to realize that just as you're able to get information from the device, other people are able to get information from the device as well. So, you know, the only way that you can avoid all that stuff is to probably move to a different country because everybody's got phones everybody's got computers everybody or not everybody but lots of people have cameras lots of people have smart assistants that are around and yeah you can go through life without those things because of course all of us were born in a day of age before all this stuff happened but we just have to realize what were the things that people were concerned about before people were concerned about when you had landlines that people would tap into their phones that all of a sudden somebody could wiretap and could be listening to your conversations. I think that with what we've got going on now, it's the same thing. Anytime anybody wants to listen to stuff, they can. It's just whether or not do people want to be able to do it. Like outside, I mean, you see how Google Home is and how powerful Google Home, those satellites are to be able to zoom in on your location. I mean, what's to say that people aren't doing that when you walk around now anyways? So... Maybe it's naive of me to say, hey, you know, it happens already. I just don't think about it. So since I don't think about it, it doesn't bother me. But we are in a day and age now where people are able to do wonderful things with technology. And, yeah, put into the wrong hands, people could, you know, be affected negatively about it. But I think it's kind of like what you said before. You just got to realize, hey, this comes with the territory. You can either be in the 21st, 22nd century and enjoy all these things or go back to the 1900s and still have people spy on you, but it's maybe a little more difficult. When you're using a credit card, for instance, people can track where you are because they can see where you swipe. You know, when you go to shop, when you, anytime you use any type of ID, people can automatically see where you're going. When you're going down the interstate highway and you're driving a car, you got a sump pass. Or when you go through a highway, there's cameras all over the place. So I think it's just being mindful and realizing that if you've got this stuff, then just realize that that stuff could come out. If you're in this country, that is the United States of America, hopefully we have fans who are from other countries <laughs> anyways uh, you can't get around it because wow this information that you each just dropped on us if you're in a car if you're at an intersection i'm going to challenge you guys go to the next you know major intersection and just look up at the light i guarantee you eight times out of ten there's probably going to be a camera up there so we are in a day and age where cameras are all around us there's the people are recording you and that's just the way it is. So I'm not that uh, freaked out about it. And I think for me, the issue is why is it happening? And then you hit the nail on the head. These companies are trying to make money. And the best way to make money are through advertisements. And what they're trying to do is tailor advertisements such that they have a better chance of you buying their product. So if you're saying, 
oh, I'm thirsty and I like X, Y, and Z, then they're going to try to get uh, companies that can provide X, Y, and Z for you so that you can buy their product. At the end of the day, if I understand why it's happening, I feel like I might be a little more acceptable. Um, but I, I, I think I can't get around it. But if I can't get around it, then I just want to understand why it's happening. And if I see that it's because they're trying to make money and it's through advertisements, I'm more okay with it. Or if the government um, is interested in just making sure that you know common law and everything is in order, I can understand that too. Um, but I do know that it's all around us and we, there's no escaping it, especially if you're in the U.S. of A. I mean, maybe some things that you can do to minimize is maybe you keep these devices in common areas and you keep it outside of personal areas. Maybe that's one thing that you can do. Maybe you are cognizant of the type of stuff that you talk about, but it's so difficult when it's your home because when it's your home, you drop your guard. And when you drop your guard, you just feel like, hey, this is life. This is my safe place. So, again, it's you would have to really make a conscious effort into making sure that the devices that you use are used in an area that is public or that is not as private. And then maybe in places like bedrooms and and private areas, you just don't use those devices. But nowadays, I mean, it's so convenient. I mean, you you set your alarm, your, your phone is your alarm, your phone is in your room. You, you have a laptop, you've got a iPad or a tablet, it's, it's everywhere with you. So as long as it's there, then the opportunity for somebody to go into it, it's, it's there. With your laptops, you know, just right, right now, we are videoing this, but what other, what some laptops and what some people do is they'll cover the actual camera so that somebody can't all of a sudden come in and turn it on. You know, my, my camera is physically something that I have to open and close so that when it's closed, it's covered. So when it's covered, of course, all you see is black. So there are some stuff that you can probably do, but I, I think that's all you can do maybe is minimize the opportunities for some of these stuff to occur. But again, it's so much in our culture now that people think twice. I mean, you watch TV shows like Big Brother where cameras follow people all over the world all the time. You've got all these reality TV shows. Again, it's almost a part of us i mean look we're doing a podcast <laughs> we are we are recording this podcast so people already know who we are by the fact of our faces and they see our background so already you're we're letting people in i think in a society that is so much about people's brand about exposure about seeing who we are you see these youtubers that are on tv wanting people to know who you are i think this type of technology just supports what people want nowadays so again you can try to be as smart as you can but i feel like it's already a part of you and you just have to be okay with it i well said <laughs> all right man well i know we're getting close to when you gotta get out of here so what are some topics you want to leave with our mb peers before you go to vacation well i want to do a shout out for the uh, Save Your Souls campaign. And then it's a play on words, but S-O-L-E, uh, as a podiatrist, it's important to, you know, take care of your feet. You know, you have two of them and you want them to last as long as possible. And if you are diabetic, it's important to continue to follow up with your doctor, listen to what they have to say, and you know, take the disease seriously because sometimes you may not feel any effects, 
But over the long haul, in the long run, uh, it might catch up with you. So that's what I got to say. Anything about the article? Any any words of wisdom to leave from your article? Oh, with my with my article, hey, I think America loves a winner, and I think this gentleman, uh, he's doing fantastic things with Jeopardy, and uh, you know, it's, it's a good, happy ending so far. I, I hope his run goes as far as he wants it to go. I hope he makes some good money, and you know, stay informed. You never know what you can learn from it, and what it could help you out in the long run. And then for my article, we kind of talked about it already. All these smart devices, they are, they make life so much easier because of all the things that you're able to do. But at the same time, these smart devices, and they've talked about in this article, other people are listening to it. So just be very intelligent about the company that you keep, the conversations that you have, and just realize that you should be comfortable with people knowing what is going to be on the other side. So that being said, Marvin, you enjoy yourself. Have a wonderful trip. I'll be representing in the United States for you. And oh, hi. And now she's leaving. My daughter's in the background. Hi, Felia. Hi. Hi. Well, let me get out of here. My love is in here. So I'll take it. Do you want to say hi? No? No? Okay. She doesn't want to say hi. So with that being said, MVP team, thank you so much. It's been wonderful. Until next episode, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Later. Thanks for listening to the Marston Brothers Podcast. And remember, do work and make a difference in somebody's life.